0: All right. We're back. Another episode. And it's the first episode of 2020.
1: Happy New Year. Happy
0: <laughs> New Year. We love you. From the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. 2020
2: is here. 2020 is here. Wow. Election year in America. Yes. It is.
0: Yes. 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 Okay, So much for politics. But <laughs> yeah, oh, we're well, here. Hearing... I think we're about to get a little political here today. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) we will. So, yes, for new listeners, welcome to the Royal Urban Mobile Podcast. We are a podcast that focuses on the international community here in Japan. We interview people from all walks of life. And, yeah, we just try to make them comfortable here in the mobile man cave. What type of mobile man cave is this, Buddha?
2: This is a relaxing space for you to be as liberal as you want to be or as conservative as you want to be. We just enjoy life in here. When you approach the van, you'll see an old gray blob-looking piece of metal. But once you come inside, you will be awakened to a new spirit that will evolve within the membranes of your chromosomes wow i don't He's even know deep, what the hell yeah. i'm talking about <laughs> but anyway we got a bunch of funky-fied art and we just have people in here who don't give a damn and just enjoy life and just have a wonderful conversation
0: it definitely mm-hmm. is arts yeah it yeah. is yeah. Yeah, so colorful. also you know that last year we were on a big push to having more women voices on the podcast Female right?
2: energy baby
0: all right and we did a great job with that in 2019 we're definitely going to keep rolling with that. So Absolutely. So look out for more voices of women from That's Japan, right. from all different backgrounds, ethnicities. That's right. Lifestyles, everything. All right? Yeah. Because when we
2: started out, we had all this damn testosterone in here. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just <was laughs> so. Yeah. Intense. Yeah. And you know. It was cool, but.
0: Unintentionally, we had like 80% of our guests in the first year were all men. And um, yeah. And I said, you know, we got to get more women on.
2: Did your mama call you and say, man, where the women at?
0: Yeah. That's basically what happened. No, <laughs> okay. that's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we have another awesome guest. We actually uh, wanted to have her on earlier, but, you know, some shit happened, and mm-hmm. now she's here. And In we, the mobile mind. We're so welcome. We're so excited to have her and, Maybe and talk after, to her.
2: After this interview, may have to change the name from the, we have to figure out the mobile them or they <laughs> cave. No, because no. man, <laughs> no, no. Well, man, you know, woman, man, woman, no. man, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, for everybody.
0: You know what I say about the mobile man cave? The name, I mean, it can be called the mobile man cave, but we are all inclusive. All inclusive. <laughs> we welcome everyone. That's right. And we are gentlemen, awesome. at least on air. On air. <laughs> <laughs> It's your global Japan fam, Daisha, and you are listening to the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast from my favorite corner in the world, Shibuya, Tokyo, Japan. So introduce yourself.
1: Of course. Hello, my name's Erica, and I'm here on behalf of the Super Smash Hose podcast, which I co-host with my partner, Fareen. Who's um, she's from Canada and she goes to uh, LSE in London, London School of Economics, and she studies there. And so, yeah, we started the podcast a few months ago. And yes. yeah, I'm super happy to be here. So excited. Yes.
0: And I listen to the podcast. It's very awesome and insightful. And so sad that Farine couldn't be here. Shout yeah. out to Farine. So
1: sad. We miss you. <laughs> yes,
0: we do. I'm going to introduce a audio clip from Farine. Mm-hmm. later in the show, and it's very insightful. It's related to the topic today. Right. Um, so, Super Smash Holes. Yes. Podcast.
1: Podcast.
0: What a name. <laughs> I know, right? What wow. a name. That's the first
1: thing that everyone asks <laughs> us, like, how did you come up with a name? What's up with the name? Yeah. But yeah, we wanted to do something, you know, kind of witty, but makes a point, you know, where, so our podcast talk talks about... Um, a lot of different social issues in japan that focus on um, gender and um, women's rights and issues surrounding that so we wanted to kind of include that somehow in our name and i think it took us so long to get to um, decide on a name mm-hmm. and we had a lot of ideas which i don't really remember anymore but freeing came up with a name and she just i don't know she just came up with it and we both thought it was great um and so yeah we decided to go with that
0: it's definitely eye-catching it's like yeah oh, super, super yeah
1: what?
0: <laughs> super <laughs> smash what okay, okay yeah we're
2: good what is a hoe?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is <a> hoe? <laughs>
1: That's actually such a good question. Yeah, what, what is a right? hoe in,
0: in this context? <laughs> what is a hoe? Super smash hoes.
1: So we wanted to send the message, I guess, also that it's women should own their sexuality and they shouldn't be, you know, especially in Japan. Like, um, it's really taboo for a woman to talk about sex or to be kind of sexually active or whatever. So, um, yeah, we wanted to tell women or everyone that it's okay for yeah it's
2: okay to be a hoe it's, it's okay
1: to be a hoe basically yeah okay
0: hey hi i'm okay with that um, so before we delve deep in, i wanted in to a hoe? yeah that and a whole bunch of other stuff <laughs> um before we go into that i wanted to mention how we met so yes we met at tokyo love hotel
1: yes yes
0: shout out to colleen and robin
1: yes they're amazing organizers
0: organizers of tokyo love hotel yeah. monthly uh hip-hop party mm-hmm. so we met there w- which volume was that
1: um i'm not know. sure it's it's been it's been a while maybe. it's been a while they've yeah. had so many yeah probably yeah. about
0: three or four ago because they like every month right once yeah a month. yeah once a month yeah so i met you know erica and farine at tokyo love hotels yes. and yeah it was it was a cool cool night that night and you know, i went actually to meet two ladies uh, thank you yeah, so much yeah, that's yeah. amazing I, I saw it you know i think i saw you guys on instagram yeah it's like all right okay yeah i'm definitely gonna go and meet these ladies and yeah you know because we the podcast community here in tokyo is not that huge right yeah compared in comparison yeah, it's very to United, very small very very small so, you know, I just wanted to show some love. And, you know, you guys had like a little booth, right? Yeah.
1: So, what we were doing was we were selling um, our own custom made condoms. Yes. I wanted yes. you to talk about the condoms. Yes, of course. So, the condoms, which is right here. <laughs> yes, See? we have
0: one <laughs>
1: in yeah. the two o'clock position. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> On my clock. Yeah, it's part of the yeah. de- decor in, in here in the Mobile Man cave. It's we awesome. have a condom. Yes. With the Super Smash Hose uh, brand, you know. Uh, yeah on there
1: right so yeah it has our logo Logo. on the front and in the back it has um it says like um best sex is sex with consent and then ways to communicate in japanese about um just consent and how to communicate basically so we wanted to promote sexual consent because that's still very it's not prominent here so we wanted to do that but also um, promote our podcast so yeah, and it was a great way to meet people, including, yeah, a group of people like you and yeah. everyone else. And it's a very, like, international community. Everyone's quite, even, I mean, even the Japanese, you know, crowd there is very open-minded. And, yes. it was yeah, awesome. awesome to talk to.
0: Now, funny thing is, so, you know, I had this condom, and this Super mm-hmm. Smash Hose condom, right? And, you know, I went home, went home. And actually, I left my bag. I had some equipment. I, brought, I had a bag with equipment in there. And I left my bag in my car. So one day I'm at work, and I'm looking through the bag right before I went home. And I was just like, oh, shit. I can't take this condom home. <laughs> 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 this is going to look too fishy. <laughs>
2: and it ended up in the 2 o'clock position inside the mobile man cave. I and was it like, is sealed.
0: If my it's wife not used. If my wife found a condom... With a logo on it saying Super <laughs> Smash Hose.
2: <laughs> say, boy, who you been smashing? <laughs> that
0: would have just been, that would have been quite the scene. You'd have
2: yeah. been, been mm-hmm. renting out my van because you got kicked out of your crib.
0: And you know, you know, no explanation would have worked.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. what can you, you say? You can't even really you explain
0: that. You can't Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, it was part of this event and um, <laughs> they were promoting uh, sexuality and women
2: she wouldn't wouldn't have so looking at your condom yes the packaging is awesome
1: thank you so you guys
2: sell those
1: we we sold those at the event we don't yeah anymore but yeah it was great a lot of people liked liked it they like our logo so it's a if you haven't seen our logo it's um there's a brick um like ceiling Mm -hmm. and then we're there's a drawing of me and Farine like smashing it so we're smashing the
0: yeah, like Mario patriarchy, Brothers.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: smashing the patriarchy. Yes. Yeah.
2: This is awesome. Thank I've I met you. people who had their own line of clothing, mm-hmm. their own line of shoes. Right. But you guys got your own line of condoms. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, it was just well, for that event only.
0: Oh. Yeah. oh, just for that. You but
1: did. we we want to do more. Okay. Yeah. So what's so I'm special sure.
2: about the condoms? Are they? I I didn't open it up. Hell, right. I didn't used one in about thirty years. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. married guy. Yeah. You know. But anyway, uh it's just a package it's just a regular condom with the packaging or Yeah. I mean, where did you get the condom? I mean So,
1: there's a company in Japan, a Japanese company called uh, Johnny Hat, I okay. think, that makes condoms and they also um, do custom condoms so you can design, you know, the send them your um, logo or whatever design you want it, them to put it, put it on the condom. Mm-hmm. And so they did. They do that. So we just use that service, and we got that. Yeah. Because cool.
2: I, I was thinking. Because uh, I was like, how did they get the condom? Did they go to the Seven Eleven buy a condom and, right. and just <laughs> through right. their own? Uh, okay. Okay. I could dig that. They, so um, you're resourceful. Yeah. yeah. They know They know how. Yeah. They, this is. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is. Yeah. This is yeah. all. I see some business potential yeah. in this. Because yeah. I
1: know a lot of like universities in the states also mm-hmm. do this, mm-hmm. um, and I think there are a lot more companies in the states that do custom condoms whether it's to promote you know sexual consent or whatever and um yeah i was surprised because i had never heard about this company before because i didn't knew that type of thing existed in japan you wouldn't really yeah you, you don't hear about that. these things yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah we we're pleasantly surprised
2: does condomania
1: Condomania doesn't exist anymore. Right? Oh, it doesn't
2: exist anymore. I think
1: because I know there was one in the crossing to, in Omotesando. Right, right, right,
2: right, right. right.
1: I, yeah, I think it, it's yeah, there yeah it's not
2: there anymore. But they yeah. used to have this store in Ripungi and the one at the crossing in Omotesando. Yeah. Named Condomania. Right. And I don't know whether they <laughs> exist anymore, but I used to go in there and just look around at all the weird looking right. condoms. Right. And- <laughs> stuff, some of them looking like little Frankenstein, little gremlins, and <laughs> it's like, okay, that'll kind of scare somebody, but
0: anyway. So you said you and Farine met at university, right?
1: Yeah, so we both, I go to Sophia University still, it's my last semester, and Farine, she's doing her master's now at the London School of Economics, but she's doing, yeah, she's doing her master's in something like international relations and uh, feminism, something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, she did her four years at University of Birmingham. And so she did her study abroad at Sophia. So we were taking classes together. We were taking, like, um, woman in Japanese history. And we're taking Japanese government and politics together. So we met through that. And we, we were we're on a group project together so we had some opportunity to talk to each other but we never got very close during uni mm-hmm. um but we were following each other on instagram and other social media and we realized that we're both really passionate about the like very similar issues yes and so when she came back to visit we actually went to tokyo love hotels together and that was the first time we hung out and that night we came up with the idea of doing like, a podcast or something like that. So, wow. yeah, that's kind of how we got to know each other. And we've worked together ever since, and we're, like, best friends as well.
0: That's dope. That's yeah. dope. And why did Farine choose to come to Japan to study?
1: Um, That's a really good question, yeah. which I should know the answer to a lot better than I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but worries.
1: I think she was definitely looking at a lot of different countries. I'm not – I think she wanted to do something – a bit different to what mm. she was familiar with. Um, she's from Canada, so I don't think she wanted to go anywhere like in North America, gotcha. or she wasn't in studying in London, so I don't, I don't think she wanted to be in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a question we should ask her. Yeah, we should.
0: <laughs> we should. Um, before we move on, I didn't want to forget this. So by the time this comes out, this episode, it will be a day before Erica's birthday. So, we wanted to say happy birthday to Erica. <laughs> happy birthday Thank to
2: you. you. So, what's the magic number?
1: It's 22. Oh, <laughs> Jesus.
0: So young. Christ. So young. Take me back.
1: <laughs> 22 was, does so have young. a different ring to 21, I feel like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, like, 21 is coming of age in Japan and you're, like, turning into an adult, but 22, you're, like, going into the workforce and everything and exactly. becoming like a proper adult <laughs> a veteran I don't know
2: you want to sing 21 hap- you was a rookie you want to sing happy birthday oh shit <laughs> happy birthday to you And you want to do that that corny version man I, I suck man <laughs> and <sing>. happy birthday <laughs> to you oh shit yeah. nah
0: nah I can't do that I
1: appreciate yeah, it yeah, thank yeah.
2: you we'll send the actual Stevie Wonder can <laughs> do it better <laughs>
0: All right. Happy birthday to Erica. Happy Thank birthday, so Erica. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I listen to the podcast and mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. I'm a big supporter of women. So your, your podcast is a feminist based podcast. Right? Yes. Okay. What can you de- define feminism? Because I think a lot of right, people, I see a lot of people. Uh, talk
1: about different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, definitions. Have mixed right. ideas about what it is. Feminism to me, and I think Farina and I have of the same or very similar, Mm -hmm. um, idea of it is just the equality amongst really everyone amongst both sexes or people who don't identify to be men or women. So it's not, it's, I think a lot of people do sometimes see it as like matriarchy, you know, woman over men, but that's not what it is. Although some people, you know, there's always going to be people who use a term and, um, See a different de- uh, definition to it. Yes. Um, but I think so it's equality amongst everyone. So it's not just, you know, rights for a woman, but I think that in society, like men are also oppressed because of the, you know, gender stereotypes that um, are defined towards men and yes. women. So, you know, if like you can't be, it's harder for men to be quote unquote more feminine and they'll be, you know, sanctioned whatnot whatnot so I think yeah a society where everyone can live very comfortably yes is like something that I believe in
0: and so a feminist would be
1: someone who believes in that like in an equality of everyone I think
0: yes and and you know I, I was I'm getting to a point the point I wanted to make here is that you know it doesn't have to be just women supporting women yeah it can be Men supporting women. For
1: sure. And I think that's so important. Yes. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I would consider myself a feminist. I don't go around saying that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there are other labels, you know, I, I could attach to myself. Right. But I don't, I don't, like, really do labels and, you know, walk yeah. around with them on my sleeve. But yeah. by action and what I, and how I think, I think I am a feminist. Yeah. You know, just the idea that we were just talking about mm-hmm. of... Me realizing that we had a lot of men on here, but mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of women. Right. So I wanted to, you know, and we both agreed that we should have more women on here talking about their experiences in yeah. Japan. So
1: that's so awesome that you, yeah. Guys, yeah, did that. Yeah,
0: and you know, for me, I, I think for me it was. I would guess I would credit my realization to education, mm-hmm. and I took a class, I took a course, college course. Uh, I cannot remember the the name of the course, mm-hmm. but it was something along the lines of men and women something yeah, and there was a chapter where it talked about uh feminism mm-hmm. and that 's where that 's when I actually truly learned what the definition was right. because prior to that i probably couldn't t- i probably couldn 't clearly define yeah. what feminism was, but if you ask me what I think it is, I would probably probably would have said like something about with angry women or women uh women who hate men right you know that that's that's the perception i've I've come across you know on social media and you know even in person is that it's it's about women who hate men Mm -hmm. and they just want to have their way
1: right yeah i think in any movement like a lot of people who have very extreme views like a lot of people you know there's always going to be more focus on I think them the extremists yeah. yeah it's like kind of like populism as well right yes like people who are very extreme are going to get the spotlight kind yes. of thing so i think yeah i mean yeah i mean there are people who are you know who believe that one wom- woman should be above them or something like that yes. but um yeah not to say that they don't exist but i don't think that's the it's not the, the point and, like yes. the core you know the initial original definition
0: so there's extremism everywhere and yeah, I think that that shouldn't define what feminism is. Right. Right. But, you know, people, I don't know, they, they just they see what they want to see. And um, moving on, what are you trying to achieve with the podcast?
1: Yeah. Right. So I think that I find a lot of strength in hearing other people's stories. So growing up here, like um, there are certain things that made me uncomfortable and whenever I, you know, heard other friends or other people's stories. It was encouraging and made me feel like I wasn't alone in the situation. So I think I want other people to feel that way as well. But also I want to, well, Free and I, we both want to shine light on the issue of, you know, just, I mean, we don't just talk about feminist issues, but um, just different social issues in Japan because we feel like there's not enough talked about. Mm Mm-hmm. And we do do the podcast in English, but we are also trying to um, get some Japanese guests on our podcast. And I would interview them in Japanese so we can reach a Japanese audience as well. Because I think there is, even though there is some academic feminist scholars in Japan, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of discussion amongst, you know, not, not much in pop culture or amongst like young people. Mm-hmm. And we want to reach everyone so especially yeah, Japanese people, because there's a lot of discussion in English or, you know, in Western cultures. There's a lot of people talk about feminism. Yes. There's not enough here. Definitely. So, yeah.
2: This term that I used to hear in the 80s. Yeah. Chikan.
1: Chikan, right. Yeah.
2: I, I heard it in the 80s. And, uh, you know, because, you know, I, I came over here in 1980. And before I met my wife, I dated. And, I, and they would bring that up from time to time. Right, right. And I heard you discuss that on your episode.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, I know on crowded trains things happen.
1: Yeah.
2: And and, and uh, now they have the women-only cars, right. you know, and this, that, and the other, which, you know, is understandable and everything like that. And even a couple of the women I dated, including the woman I'm married to now, said, mm-hmm. yeah, back in the day, she would get felt upon, you know, yeah. on a crowded train or, or this, that, and the other. In some cases were pretty extreme. Yeah. And uh, we used to watch Japanese TV, where we would see women, policemen, mm. plainclothes policemen, you know, arresting guys for doing that. What do you think? And I know that you're very mm. young, and this stuff was going on, you know, before you were born. Right. That I, you know, when I was hearing about it, what do you? Why do you think that it hasn't been spoken about? Right. And and before she answers that
0: question, I think mm-hmm. it's important to. Let our audience know what is a yeah, chikan What is a chikan right.
1: yeah. a chikan is. I hope I can define it. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> it's basically when someone sexually assaults someone um, in a public space, and oftentimes I think it's people associate Japanese people or yeah, Japanese speakers associate it with it being done in the train and um, kind of like secretively, you know. I don't know. Yeah, is there anything else that you add to it? Yeah, I mean, sexual
0: harassment. Yeah, sexual harassment. You know, um, could be assault. Would that still be a on? Because I mean, sexual assault is more extreme. Right. It's another level up.
2: But I mean, let's say a guy just grabs a woman, butt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that could be considered sexual assault. Yeah, that can be on as well. So yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So I know, like legally, I think. When chikun happens, there's two um, two laws that are associated with associated with it. So one is when someone ta- touches another person sexual parts or whatever um, over their clothes, and that's a lower penalty than when you know someone touches another person sexual parts like directly. Okay. Um. So there are differences like legally as well. Okay. But yeah i think in general like people just associate it with um um like just sexual assault
0: with sexual assault is pretty much anything physical right and then harassment would be like other stuff you know not physical
1: it's it's interesting because like in japanese we also say sekuhara which is like a abbreviation of sexual harassment right so what's the difference between sexual sekuhara and um so I think gun is a type of sexual harassment, but it's just often, yeah, associated when it's done very, like, when the other person is trying to, the aggress, aggressor mm-hmm. is trying to kind of, like, do it very secretively. Yes. Yeah. Whereas Sekahara doesn't necessarily have to be in a, also, a public space. Yeah. But or, or physical. Or, f- yeah. It, it can Th- be, yeah, it can be, yeah, just, you know, verbal. Verbal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sexual advances,
1: yeah, and
2: stuff like that. Why do you think Japan's laws are so lenient with guys? Like, because in the States, they get hammered,
1: right? Uh, um, not
2: in all cases they get hammered, right? And, you know, if you got a lot of money, you could get out of a lot of crap, yeah, yeah. But why do you think, uh, or why do you think that the women don't aggressively report this? Is it a cultural thing, right. Or what do you think?
1: I think. A large part of it is cultural, although not completely. I think that, like, from my personal experience and talking to friends, I think when sexual harassment or it's gone happens, they sometimes, um, I mean, one, it's quite just, it, I don't know, it's just, It you know, it's just very... Embarrassing? Yeah, embarrassing. Also, I think very just scary and you don't want to actually think that it happened to you i think Mm. like before when it's when it's never happened to you, you you know you think oh like of course like i'm gonna report it when it happens but when it actually happens to you it's quite traumatic and i think going through the process of you know suing someone or accusing someone is quite emotionally exhausting too so i think that's one thing otherwise i don't know um there's i feel like there's so much to it I think also women, well, I mean, you know, also I think one thing to highlight is that gun doesn't just happen to women, it happens to men too. And um, I know one uh, guy who's experienced this and he said, you know, he's he doesn't feel comfortable speaking up because he's going to seem like sexually, like, I don't know, submissive or something, like. Week. or weak or and, and you know and
0: that's uh, that's what all and, and yeah. And that, yeah that's yeah. even in the states right too. right it happens yeah. in the states yeah. too yeah.
1: yeah but i think yeah also one thing is like i don't want to sometimes you're not sure if gun's happening or not mm. no yeah you're not sure if someone's Since just bumping yeah or something and yeah even if you f- have a bad feeling about it you don't want to ruin the other per- person's lives so it's a lot it takes a lot of courage and it just takes a lot to accuse someone because it's, you know, a big thing, obviously. Yeah. So
0: you talked about one of your episodes. I think it was the Chican episode that yeah. you had some experiences on the train. Right. Can you talk a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, sure.
1: Well, I've never had, um, <laughs> I don't know how to describe this. I mean, I have friends who've had like, quote unquote, worse experiences. Okay. Um, I've just had people like groping or just, Yeah a lot of groping but sometimes it was never I couldn't be sure if it was the other person was doing it intentionally or not mm. so I think I've had like you know my experiences aren't the worst but still it's not doesn't mean it's not worth you know it's not trauma- yeah, yeah. And traumatizing like yeah. yeah I've had yeah it, it used to happen a lot more when I was in high school or junior high okay. so I was still quite young and so I was I got really scared of going on the train or like going outside even mm-hmm. because i mean even though i wasn't really sure if it was happening or not just the thought was really scary yeah now so, how, about,
0: how about your friends can you kind of without friends, mentioning their names right uh, talk about their experiences
1: um i have one friend who when she was on the train someone was some guy was masturbating and she he literally like came on her skirt wow yeah like that's happened i know yeah, this it was ridiculous. Crazy. Or yeah. like guys just masturbating on the train. I've seen someone, like I was in, uh, on my way home from high school with two girlfriends mm-hmm. and we we're just standing in the train. It was completely empty and this guy was like sitting on the, on the seat and he was like masturbating over his trousers and looking at us and we were like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and we like ran away <laughs> yeah. to a different car, with like things like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, because I had a friend of mine experience the same thing of, yeah. of a guy ejaculating on her. Yeah. It's traumatic. I, I can't even imagine yeah. what you or other girls go through, especially yeah. at a very young age. But I think now that once women become adults, along with help from mm-hmm. men, too, because, you know, a lot of men don't like that bullshit either. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, and they got your back, too. But I think it's just going to be all about aggressively confronting it yeah and getting attention to it you know like in the states you got the me too movement yeah i mean they bring down titans yeah in the the financial world or whatever you want to call it right entertainment world yeah and i'm going to shout out to miss yori ito for winning her case against this journalist who raped her yeah even though that three million yen settlement i thought was minuscule she she should get out a hundred million yeah you know but I think Japan courts, at least it's a start. Yeah. It's a know. start for sure. But are there any movements, mm-hmm. aggressive movements? Because mm-hmm. I think that it's going to have to go past the personal individuals sure. and the conversations amongst friends about experiences to getting together with people who may have, who have influence Yeah, to start a movement, to pay attention to things right. like that, because you know,
0: hold that I, I want we can talk yeah. about that i just wanted to add something else take that train situation yeah where women get ejaculated on i don't think that would happen in new york city i, I truly believe some american dude probably would have jumped up and you know grabbed the dude or punched him or did Held something him for the cops or yeah. even women yeah yeah because yeah. i've seen stuff like that like yeah you know men come to uh the aid of women on trains and stuff yeah. like that but yeah in yeah, japan i've never seen that on the i'm think, not saying it won't happen but
1: yeah
2: it's fighting back screaming yeah you know things like i mean i like i said it, it's a delicate situation because you mentioned earlier that it could you know in in some of the cases where mm-hmm. you were touched or whatever it could yeah. have been just incidental yeah right contact or whatever and you don't want to ruin a person's you know yeah. life or whatever but if a guy's grabbing yeah. and squeezing or something like that you know I think that that has to be. And of course, I guess something was done about it because they made women only cars. Yeah. Right. But I I, I I, still hear about things in Japan. Yeah. But I don't hear about any aggressive. Right. I'm talking about grab the bull by the balls yeah. movement. <laughs>
0: well, what, yeah. what did you what did you because I, I remember you talked about how you would dress different right so i think to dress yeah different. i
1: started dressed dress differently i think in high school i wanted to look intimidating because i felt like men prey on these girls who seem like kind of docile or like like who wouldn't speak up yes um so i started wearing a lot of black i wore like a lot of red or dark lipstick to seem really intimidating
0: which erica does love the color red we're <laughs> going to talk about that a little later but
1: yeah yeah, yeah. So, so i think that really i didn't really realize it at the time I and mean, i wasn't consciously actively doing it but mm-hmm. i was subconsciously that that was really affecting how what i wore and so yeah it's I, I think
0: you ladies mentioned something on the podcast about how like you know women who like wear certain kind of things and they have like lighter like pastel mm-hmm. colors yeah, yeah they seem like less intimidating right so and of course if you have on like all black and black lips- yeah. lipstick, you know. Yeah,
1: you're gonna seem a bit scary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? So yeah, that was kind of the point. Okay. Um,
0: so you would, you would consciously wake up and think about what you need to wear. Or yeah. kind of like, I
1: think I wouldn't be like, okay, I have to wear black clothes because I'm gonna get sexually harassed. Yeah. It wasn't like that mm-hmm. active kind of thinking, yeah. but. I was like, okay, if I wear, like, a skirt or, like, if I wear, like, a light pink dress or something, I Mm -hmm. think people are going to, like, see me as, you know, like, whatever delicate and feminine and, like, um, that I'm not going to speak up or something like that. So, yeah, I would think about those things. But it was more, a lot more subconscious than, yeah.
0: Definitely. Now, on to the movements.
1: Right. Movements. So, I think there are some movements. So, there's a flower demonstration yes which i haven't been to unfortunately um yes you've Uh, heard about it too right i've
0: heard about it and i'm actually working on (gasps) bringing someone on the podcast to talk about that actually that's So, so cool yeah
1: so i think it's done in um
0: the next one is in january around january 11th 9th something like that
1: okay and they do it
0: once a month from what i was told
1: right so hold on Yeah, so it kind of started off from, I believe, the Me Too movement, right? And the Me Too movement did come to Japan. It just didn't really... It kind of died out. So I went to one of the uh, rallies, or um, Geisen as we call it in Japanese, um, in Shinjuku. It was in front of the station. And there were a few people, about, I don't know, five, six, seven people who've experienced sexual assault, including men, who gave a speech about their experiences And a lot of people came and they were just there in solidarity. So that was, I feel like that was really kind of the peak of the Me Too movement here. But and it it did bring a lot of people together, um, you know, including like activists and um, it made a lot of connections. So I know I've gotten to know a lot of people from that. But otherwise, I mean, there are movements, but there's just, it's not really... I don't know if it's a problem of organization, or, I mean, when it's it's that like not many people know about these events. I think.
0: Yeah, I spoke to um, we had the founders of My Mizu on the podcast, right? right? And this is not related, but kind of related. I asked um, Mariko, is Japan a big protest country, because they don't right. seem to
1: be. Yeah, it's not. That's, yeah, one of the main And, and
0: what she said, which kind of could be a, f- a small factor into yeah. this, it, like, movements not building up and, and, and dying down, yeah. is that, you know, Japanese, are they're, just, they're not a big protest country in right. society, Yeah, and they kind of feel like it's, like, maybe inconveniencing or mm, annoying. People sure. Like kind of, like, you know, Jama, mm. you know. Um, so... Yeah, I think it's it's a different mindset that they mm-hmm. have to kind of adopt.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that's an aspect, yeah. and that's
2: a, that's what they need to learn from America. Is they need to learn that protest—the purpose of protest—is to inconvenience. Yeah,
1: yeah. exactly. Is to get attention. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I think that the only way anything is going to change, and I'm not trying to sound hardcore or anything. Mm-hmm. You got to get the media involved. You got to yeah. get actors, actresses, musicians, people who have huge audiences. Yeah. Yeah. They have to do that because that's what they do in the States. I understand right. it's two different cultures, but it's still the same thing. Yeah. No. People being hurt, people mm-hmm. being uh, abused or whatever. And until until this society does that. I will guarantee you, and I'm not being a, a, a pessimist, mm-hmm. I'm just being straight up, yeah. nothing will change.
1: Yeah, no, I yeah. agree. And
2: so someone is going to have to reach out to people with influence. Right. You know, because the Me Too movement, as soon as uh, those 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 uh, ladies, uh, I can't, I, I'm not going to mention their names, but as soon as the singers and the mm-hmm. actresses and all that got involved with their massive Twitter followers mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other, people took note. Yeah. And then you're going to have guys like me and, 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 you know, me and Cliff and guys who have daughters, mm-hmm. mothers, aunts, mm-hmm. wives. They don't want people disrespecting them. Yeah.
0: So moving on and uh, kind of going back to feminism. Yeah. You you did an episode uh, which I enjoyed. Feminism and fashion. or
1: something Right. Like that.
0: Episode five, I think it was. And you talked a lot about, you know, colors. Yes. And how, you know, what women and men wear and how they're perceived. And then I learned about your obsession with <laughs> the color red.
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I, Can you I, talk about that a little Of bit? course. Yeah. I don't know when it started. Um,
0: and she has on red lipstick, by the I way. I do. <laughs> and I gave, I, I intentionally gave her a, a red mic filter. Today. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Um,
1: <laughs> when did it start? I think it also started when... I started to wear darker clothes probably in high school or yeah, later junior high. Um, and I started experiencing with makeup a bit more. Um, and yeah, I felt like whenever I wore red lipstick, I just felt like super woman, just like super powerful and just in your face. And i love that. And, um, I think, I mean, there's so much, so many aspects to this, um, why I like the color red. But I think growing up, I've always realized that, um, like, one, like, men take over in conversations. So not to say that, like, (laughs) they're horrible or anything like that. That's just, like, what I've noticed. And I've noticed that it's not just that it's harder for me to join in on conversations, but I've noticed other women get kind of their voices are not heard or it's harder for them to kind of have a voice in conversations and i don't think that's just because whatever like men are more i don't know they they feel more comfortable voicing their opinions i don't there's a lot to it i think but yeah i felt like wearing bolder colors me was kind of reassuring me myself that i have a voice to be heard and that it was also kind of my way to like signal to other people that like I'm here and like you have to consider my existence and my yes. voice kind of thing yes. if that makes sense yeah. so yeah that's kind of where it started and and I think Farine and I was were talking in that episode about why we, she was also wearing a lot of black too which is interesting mm-hmm. I, I've never really talked about this with anyone else before mm-hmm. so it's interesting to see that we had, we we were doing the same thing we're saying how like black is um, also very bold, but it's not as like in your face as red. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So like I think I yeah I know a lot of other girls who go through this phase of, like wearing a lot of black in high school or something. I don't know if it's this for the same reasons, but mm-hmm. yeah. So that's kind of why I'm obsessed with the color red.
2: So you feel empowered.
1: Yeah, it's very empowering. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's any
2: cool. uh, any inspirations.
1: Any inspirations? Not in particular, actually. Mm. Yeah, it was just, I, I wore red and felt good, so I kind of just continued.
0: And, and then there's like other misconceptions about, or not, not per, misconceptions, perceptions of women who wear red, right? Right. You, you ladies talked about, uh, what was the other podcast that you said you mentioned um, on the. Uh...
1: It was uh, Stuff Mom Never Told You. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Yeah. Oh, you listened to that. It's yeah yeah great. i'm listening to
0: some of it yeah yeah we yeah. love it so yeah. a while back when, when i listened to that episode yeah. i ended up listening to their episode about yeah. the color red that was
1: great right we were like oh my gosh this is exactly what we wanted to talk about yes
0: <laughs> and and they talked about how red can also be perceived as um well women who wear red as like um what did they say like bold but they also said more sexually uh, available mm-hmm. i think they mentioned something like that as well right
1: yeah, yeah i think um they were talking they also talked about how the in the states i think i can't remember when exactly this was <laughs> but the color the like red lipstick was like people were banned to wear red lipstick cuz it was too sexy or it was yes. like too you know provocative something like that so yeah. right
0: yeah. yes provocative sexy it, these were all kind of like what people perceived with you know women wearing color red right honestly i could say that it have to say that yeah if i see a woman come in like an event with an all red dress like she does stand out yeah it does kind of i'm not saying i would think that she's sexually available or or anything like that but it does really it's a strong impression right
2: and it goes back to a movie i think it was in the 80s called the lady in red
1: Right, I've never actually seen it, but I know yeah. the movie. Okay. Yeah,
2: I think it was a Julia Roberts, or yeah, I think she was in that movie. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I, it was. I think it was yeah, Lady in Red.
0: So yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure the media plays, you know, has uh, shaped a lot of that mm-hmm. perception of.
2: Oh, of course, yeah. the media. Yeah, the media shapes a lot of perceptions. You know, yeah, especially when you have influential people wearing certain things you know like rappers wearing certain sneakers and stuff like that yeah Yeah. that's why i say you need those same people to push movements yeah
1: believe me that would be
2: that would be boss
0: so uh farine shout out to farine again she she wrote a what academic essay
1: yeah that was her dissertation dissertation like for um before she graduated university at her undergrad
0: okay the title of it it's called why womenomics isn't working yeah can, can you explain what the whole womenomics term came from?
1: Right. So um, I hope I can explain this well. So womenomics is a term that the prime, current Prime Minister Abe coined about his policies to include women in to be more proactive in society and, well, basically the economy. <laughs> so that's where it comes from. And Fareen basically highlights. Well, yeah, it's, it's quite long, so I don't, I don't know if I can summarize it very well. But she, you know,
0: we're gonna, we're gonna have her summarize it. I'm uh, gonna right, introduce right. a audio of Farine summarizing what that piece was. But I thought it was very insightful, and yeah, I would like to share it. So I will yeah. add it to the episode. Yeah. So what's coming up for the You got any upcoming episodes you want to kind Um, of uh, talk about? the new year.
1: Yes. 2020,
2: baby.
0: Great (laughs) to be alive.
1: (laughs) The next episode, I think we're going to talk about um, Ito Shiori-san's case. Yeah, we wanted to cover that because um, to kind of celebrate her success with winning the trial. But also just, yeah, highlight kind of, you know, all the struggles that she faced and the issue overall.
0: What happened in that case she was she was sexually assaulted right, right? so
1: she was I think I believe she was drugged or okay. I don't know she was well she was I'm not sure if she was drugged or it was it was just from over drinking, I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. she was um meeting with this reporter for for work, and they were drinking, and she realized she was she got unconscious and she woke up and she was in a hotel where he, the the reporter was raping her. And she brought it to criminal court, but he was he was deemed innocent, and so she won the case in civil court okay and so yeah, even though she didn't get she was suing him for how much was it originally I
2: think it was ten million yen, 10 million. and then she ended up getting three, okay, yeah, so in dollars that's about what about thirty grand thirty grand, yeah. which is yeah. That was bullshit. I think I think that was the number. Maybe we could Google Wait, it up. Yeah. Real quick. yeah,
0: yeah. I think it. I think not it was sure. thirty grand. I, I didn't read that is a the very, in detail, but yeah. But but yeah,
1: and one key thing was that the reporter is close friends with the prime minister, and so uh. yeah, it's not. It's quite unusual, I think, for him to get off this easily in in criminal court. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it was like a lot of people think it was a lot of corruption between. Of course, yeah. Of
0: course, of course um, yeah. you know. There are so many cases that, um, and, you know, we'll talk about this in in a future episode, but there are so many cases where uh, men get off. Yeah. Which is obvious sexual assault. But, you know, I've jokingly said, I've probably said this in a previous episode, just a quick mention. But, you know, it's like any other crime, this is what it seems like to me, any other crime, you know, as they say, they have a 99% conviction rate here they hammer you but when it comes to sexual, sexual assault and harassment yeah it's
1: crazy did you hear about that case where uh, there's been well several but like i think a month or so ago there was a in the news people were talking about how there was a case where a father was um, yes consecutive like raping his daughter for for who knows how long for years and he Was seen as innocent.
0: Yes, he got off. You know, he raped his daughter and got off. And I think what they said was, they said something to the effect of, you know, well, if she she didn't resist or something, they gave some bullshit. It's
1: always like along the lines of if she she didn't resist or I think with cases like this, that it's not up to us to decide or something like that' because it's within the family I don't know it just,
0: uh, it's so it's just it's so messed
1: that's up.
2: where that's where the aggressiveness has to come yes. in that's where the use of uh celebrities and mass media yeah. has to come into play because if not it's it's just gonna continue but uh going back to miss Ito yeah she received a paltry thirty thousand dollars okay in damages but the fact is is that she one and she yeah. set a precedent. Exactly, yeah, so you know, and that, will... that that's what's up more than the money. Yeah, yeah. you know, Ho- hopefully this will encourage more women to. Because uh... yeah. she took a lot. I, I read an article and and man, she she went through some crap. Yeah, she did. You know, we... well, yeah, that always happens when you're going against the establishment. Yeah. But yeah, just for her to have the courage to do that, yes. is yeah, was awesome. So shout out to Miss Yorito. Yes.
0: yes. All right. Um. So we're gonna introduce this clip right now, um, and Farine will summarize her Yay. dissertation.
1: Yeah, I, I when I it's read it, I It's called
0: Why Womenomics Isn't Working.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great, She, I think she did such an amazing job explaining it, so.
0: All right, here we go.
3: Hi, I'm Farine, and I'm the other half of Super Smash Hose. Erica and I started this podcast to talk about our mutual passion and interest in feminism, politics, and history. I spent a year studying at Sophia University in Tokyo, that's when I met Erika. It's also when I became interested in the feminist movement in Japan and Asian politics more broadly. Currently I'm living in London, England, which is why unfortunately I can't be part of the live recording of this interview. I'm doing my masters at the London School of Economics in Gender and Social Policy, where I get to constantly engage with the topics that Erika and I find so interesting. Last year, I wrote my undergraduate thesis on Why Womenomics Won't Work in Japan. That article is now available to read on JapanSubculture.com. The thesis was a culmination of four years of university study, and it mixed my passion for feminism, Japan, and politics together. I worked really, really, really hard on it, and if you want to give it a read, I highly encourage you to do so. If you're interested, I thought I'd give you a bit of a snippet of what the article is about. Think of this next little bit as an audio abstract of sorts. So, gender inequality is amongst the most significant issues facing Japanese society. The stunted participation of Japanese women in the economy is one manifestation of gender inequality. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has sought to correct this deficiency through his government's policy called Womenomics. Womenomics seeks to encourage Japanese women's economic participation and thereby increasing the gender equality measures. My thesis argues, though, that ultimately womenomics won't succeed. The failure of Abe's policy is the result of three interrelated social and historical factors. Firstly, the ideological construction of motherhood as the ideal and only appropriate form of femininity in Japanese society emphasizes women's familial responsibility, and it limits their options outside of the home. Secondly, based on this notion that women are naturalized as mothers, and by extension caretakers, the role of social welfare is really important to determining women's engagement in the economy. Historically speaking, Japanese welfare practices haven't served to encourage women's participation in the economy, Rather, they sought to maintain traditional gender divides and gender roles which keep women relegated to the home. Women can seldom access childcare services and and are required to take time off employment to take care of their children. Finally, Japanese employment patterns, which dictate that employees must prioritize the company over the family, affects the way women are able to engage in work. The typical salaryman lifestyle that we all know so well isn't something that a working mother can attain to because of her childcare responsibilities. And thus, Japanese women tend to work in highly unequal employment patterns, either as part time workers or in admin roles that have little upward mobility. The interaction of these three factors renders women's participation in the Japanese economy highly gendered and unequal. Even when women are participating in the Japanese economy, they're making much less than their male counterparts, they don't have the same uh, career path that men do, and if they want to have kids and a family life, and success in their career, one thing must be sacrificed. In order for womenomics to actually succeed, it must address and seek to dismantle the structures which inhibit Japanese women's equal economic participation. So that's my thesis, in a nutshell. Japanese society is particularly interesting to me because it has a unique political, economic, and historical context. That's why our podcast episodes are never easy or clear-cut. There's always nuances and grey areas. But talking and writing about this is a huge passion for me. I'll leave you guys there, though, because I could probably talk about this forever. And I'll let Erica, Cliff, and Buddha take the rest from here.
2: Any
1: closing thoughts?
3: Any closing thoughts?
1: Well, yeah, it's great to talk about these issues with men as well, because mm. um, I really think that there's not going to be a lot of progress unless everyone's involved. And yes. it's not just about women, right? Um, men suffer from, like, just uh, just stereotypes about women, mm-hmm. because that's like a, you know, the sexes are seen as like a dichotomy. And so, yeah. But... um yeah, it was, a, it was really awesome to talk to you guys. And I feel like sometimes talking about these issues, I am not the most articulate just because it's a lot to kind of recall back to. Oh, no, There's I, I totally feelings get it. And, you know, myself
0: yeah. included, I'm not the most articulate about certain things. And I I, I try to
2: be careful with what I say.
0: Because,
1: yeah, exactly. I know. don't want to, like, yeah. But yeah, at the same time,
2: showing up is winning half the battle. Exactly. And even if you show up and you're not, let's say, this is just my opinion. You may not be fully knowledgeable about what's mm-hmm. going on, but I feel that just showing up and just, just starting the conversation
1: yeah, that's can get can
2: encourage other people who may have even bigger resources yeah. to come in and help push this. So yeah, you, you could be the spark and then the, the fire could just, you know, cause that need to be, you know, that, you know, I was here in the 80s, and they used to cl- close clubs early in Tokyo because of rapes. Right. You know, I mean, can you imagine now Rapungi um, closing up at 1 a.m.? No, oh you, you know You know what I'm saying? So I
1: actually didn't know about that. Huh? I didn't know about that.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. That happened back in the... I don't know whether it's recorded, but I knew because I was here. Right. You know, I, I came here in 1980, and I was partying in Tokyo and this, that, and the other, and I used to, you know... Um, my Japanese friends, mostly the female, you know, they would they would say, Yeah, you know, these guys get away with this and I'm like, Well, you know, where these motherfuckers at? Let's go fuck them up. You, you know, that's my <laughs> American mindset, right? You know. But also, you know, sometimes it's good to give a guy a quick uh, a, a swift kick in the balls or, 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 or shout him out or slap the shit out yeah. of him. You you know you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you, you deserve every human being deserve to be um Treated with respect. Of course. You know, just basic respect. So sometimes you might have. You know, I told my daughter, slap the shit out of that motherfucker. He'll, you know, he'll, he'll think twice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah.
0: yeah but, and, you know, my closing comments is, you know, thank you for coming on and course. appreciate and you talking to us about this, uh, these, you know, several topics and related to fem- feminism and inequality. And, yeah, it was a g- really good discussion. Um, you know, even, you know, I think even for men even if you want to even if you don't want to identify with the word feminism just mm-hmm. just action alone yeah it you know means a just lot. come into women's aid, just showing support absolutely and that's Solidarity, basically that's basically baby. what at the root of it that's what feminism is is not yeah. a bunch of angry women who hate men exactly uh, once again so um, and yeah. also
2: i feel that you know men need to understand that a woman carried you for nine months in her womb how in, the, how in the hell can you disrespect or you know like in some countries don't want girls to get an education i'm like wait without women you yeah. wouldn't be in this fucking world yeah. you know what i'm saying so so yeah with that point you know it, it's yeah it, it, you just have to get that movement going yeah. and i think i feel i'm visualizing right now okay. you're gonna be the spark
1: yeah okay and you,
2: <laughs> you and your tomodachi uh what's her name man
1: Farin. farine yeah.
2: you guys are gonna be the spark to get this fire started thank
1: you i i will do my best <laughs> oh yes yes yeah 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 yeah
2: yeah. but you will be yeah. I, I know i know it's gonna
1: happen yeah.
0: once again thank farine for that awesome dissertation
2: absolutely
0: all right so thank you erica once again happy Appreciate birthday you. yeah happy thanks birthday so
1: much yes so how I'm do 22. you feel how do you
2: feel now it's 2020
1: now that's 2020 well the olympics are coming right oh, so, oh shit. Uh, may- <laughs> i'm not looking forward to uh, that yeah, i think we'll
2: gonna <laughs> stay my ass at home
1: yeah so. me too i think everyone's just gonna want to stay at home right mm.
0: no trains yeah or as much as possible we try to avoid the it's gonna yeah. be so crowded up here
1: i don't yeah. want to think about it <laughs> <laughs> but All yeah right.
0: yeah so yeah thank you again Super Smash Hose podcast. Yeah, shout out your podcast. Let people know how to listen to it.
1: Right. So we're pretty much available everywhere. I think on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Casts, like Pocket Casts, wherever. Um, You can just type Super Smash Hose and it should come up with a logo of Mean from Marine smashing a brick wall a brick ceiling Um, aka
0: the patriarchy patriarchy yes
1: (laughs) Um, and yeah you can follow us at Super Smash Hose Podcast on Instagram as well for updates and just other posts in general
0: cool All right. awesome thank you peace out Raw Urban Mobile Podcast from Tokyo Chocolate Buddha we out hey this is Cliff of the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast thanks for listening We appreciate you. If you like the show, follow us on Instagram or Twitter. And you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. If you would like to leave a comment or ask a question, shoot us an email at rumptokyo at gmail.com. R-U-N-P, Tokyo at gmail.com. See you next episode.